I have some really super exciting news that happened to me about three hours ago. So fresh off the boat. Does that mean anything? I don't know. My name is Christian Hull. This is our podcast is called Complete Drivel. And maybe for the last time, I'm 29 years of age and I'm about to turn the big three zero. Clap it out. I've only been talking about it for the last 600 podcasts about how I'm totally fine with turning 30. And as you can probably tell from the amount of times I've spoken about being okay that I'm turning 30, deep down, I'm not okay. I'm not coping. But today, something happened to me. Actually, if you follow me on Snapchat, you'll know exactly what it is. Um, Just search for me, uh, Christian M87. Not after the band. My middle name is Munro, so Christian M87. Monroe. I wish that was my last name. Again, something I raise in every podcast. It's just, my podcasts are just repetitive things that I complain about that I can't change. And that's literally it. 20 minutes of absolute horse. <laughs> anyway, um, so today, oh my God, the most, ing- what's one of the greatest things that could ever happen to you? You, you could win the lotto, right? I did. Oh my God. I won the Powerball. I'm so happy right now because, um, uh, let me, let me, before I tell you how much I won, let me paint the picture. So I've only ever bought three tickets in the lottery in my life, usually for the really big draws. And last night uh, they drew for 35 million. I know, right? I didn't win 35 million in case you're wondering. Um, it doesn't really come close to that, but I, Won a lot of money. Um, so anyway, so I bought the ticket and, you know, just get whatever the lady said. I just wanted one line. I just didn't want much. You know, like you don't need seven games. Just get one game because really you've got one in a gajillion chance of winning. So I get the ticket and I go home, blah, 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 blah. And then at about 11 o'clock last night, I realized, oh, they've drawn it. So I logged in. Uh, I Googled like Powerball results. And I was looking at it and I was looking at the ticket. I was like, okay, well, three. oh, I've got that three. I've got four. Oh, I've got three, four. I've got 21. I've got 31. I've got 24. Oh, my God. I have five out of the six numbers. <gasps> I was like, yeah, wow. And then I started to get a little bit too excited and think that that maybe meant I'd won like a million dollars or something really high. And then I, I looked further down. It tells you what five numbers gets you. Now, five numbers gets you $195. So I was like, really? That's all it gets you? All right, well, oh, I won $195. And I was look, that's pretty good. That's nothing to scoff at. And um, basically how it works is if you get, um, you know, a bunch of numbers plus a Powerball, which is the big main number, you win a lot more. So five numbers gets you 195 but five numbers in the Powerball actually gets you six and a half grand. Now, what I didn't realise was, everyone's texting me because I posted that I've won on Facebook. Uh, hold on, let me just reply to that one. No, you can't have any money, you tired ass asshole. No, I won't write that. All right. How much do you need? Here we go, send. Um, I forgot, totally forgot what I was saying. Oh, shit. Sorry. Sorry. I know this is boring. Okay. Pushing on. I Okay. So I Googled it. And what I didn't realize with the ticket was that I had, in fact, already got the Powerball. So when I bought the ticket, the Powerball was automatically included. So it was like a power pick is what they call it. So you get the Powerball regardless, 
whatever number it is, you've already got the Powerball. So if you get the Powerball and two numbers, you've won $13. If you get the Powerball and three numbers, it's uh, 28. And if you get the Powerball and four, it's like 68. And if you get the Powerball and five, it's a, it's, I don't know, to six grand, something ridiculous. But I didn't realize this. So I went, and I should play you my little Snapchat uh, story. I went and bought, oh my God, hold on one second. Something's going on. Something's going on outside. There's a man with a stick banging the roof. It's really distracting. Is he getting, is he try, oh, there's a bird. Oh, there's a bird in here. I was trying to get the bird out. Again, really riveting podcast material. Thanks for subscribing. Just subscribe to my podcast. Yeah, you know you want to. You know you want to because it's the most boring heap of absolute bullshit that you've ever heard. Um, uh, what was I saying? I have really bad dementia. True story. Uh, uh, oh, my God. I forgot. This is what happens when I get distracted. Oh, no. I'll play you my Snapchat. So I Snapchatted like – I Snapchatted it like from last night because I was like, oh, my God, I've won $200. And have a listen – I don't know how this is going to work as a podcast. Um, I'll play. I'll play you a couple of the snaps, and have a listen to the moment that the gentleman at the news agency he reveals how much I've actually won. Bearing in mind, I was standing there thinking I'd only won two hundred bucks. Here we go. So I just googled it, and apparently five numbers is two hundred dollars. <gasps> A lot less than what I was hoping for, but still pretty good. All right, so off to the news agent to claim my winnings. I hope, like, when I scan it, it's like, oh, my God, you actually won $6 million. Please, 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 please. This is where I win a million dollars. Okay, he's, he's now scanning the ticket. Yes. Okay, have I won $35 million? No. $10,485.95. Are you kidding? Oh my god, how good is that? I won ten grand. Oh, don't yell into the microphone. Ten thousand dollars, and I thought I won two hundred bucks. Ten grand. I then called my family. There's a video on YouTube, and I've come to realize after you know making a big deal out of this, no one really cares. People are really nice, and they're like, "Oh, congratulations! Oh, wow, that's amazing." But you know, if if someone was to win money and it wasn't you, you don't care. You really don't. You just well. You just don't, like, it's, it's true. If my brothers were to win 25 grand or 10 grand, I'd be like, great, how much of that am I getting? Like, I don't actually physically care. I just want some of the money. Are you going to give me any? And um, obviously I would expect them to give me some, but in this case when I've won, uh, they will be getting nothing. No one will be getting anything. And mum said to me, she called me after because I called mum and dad. And they were pretty excited because they know how bad I am at saving and how poor I am. And uh, mum goes, oh, she called me like maybe half an hour after I've spoken to her, after I'd done a thousand Snapchats and put it all on Facebook. And she goes, oh, Christian, make sure you don't tell anyone. Do not tell anyone you've won because they'll all want a bit of the money. I was like, mum, it's 10 grand. If, it was, if with this was the 80s, 10 grand would get me like an apartment. But right now, 10 grand literally gets me a bus ride to... The, the beach, like 10 grand, it gets me a laptop with some good, like, Premiere Pro and Photoshop. Maybe that's what I'll get. I don't have to do videos at work all the time. I can start doing them at home. 
I'm going to get a home studio. Oh my, oh my God, I'm going to get a home radio studio podcast thing. Oh my God. I don't need work anymore. Well, I need it for financial support, obviously. Or I could just keep using the equipment here and not spend the 10 grand. I think I'll do that instead. So that was literally what happened to me this morning. Isn't that amazing? No, you don't think so? Because obviously you, you don't really care too much. But you should go see the video. I put a video up on um on YouTube because I recorded the video before I went and checked. So I started recording it thinking that I might be a millionaire when inside my head I knew I'd only won $200. Uh, but then I went down to check and, and I was wrong and I'd won $10,000. Oh, that's so good. All right, I need to talk about something else here, don't I? It's been eight minutes of lotto chat. Lotto chat, did you know you lost? What am I trying to sing? I don't know. I don't know. Lotto chat with Christians. Lotto chat. Okay, now I, uh, obviously Christmas has just been, it's the end of 2016, and I, I was going to record this podcast and say, you know what, 2016 can F right off, you piece of absolute baloney horse shit, um, because so many people have died. I did a video and, and I recounted all the people who died and I forgot. You know, you're just like, I mean, I do have serious memory issues, but like, it's like reliving it again. Alan Rickman. Oh, God, I loved him. And... um. Gary Shandling, no one knows who Gary Shandling is, but he was a funny, weird American comedian. Uh, who else? Um, I mean, I mean, George Michael passed away recently. Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher, mother-daughter. Oh, the double hit. That was so tragic. It's so sad. Like 2016 legitimately took a lot of great people, David Bowie and Prince. Ah! Oh, it's it's. Anyway, um, Donald Trump got into power. It's just bullshit. Although, saying that, I just won some money. So my 2016 was great. It's like a a touchdown with like two seconds to go on the clock. It's like the winning touchdown. And that's where I am right now. I'm like, hey, everyone died. But that doesn't matter because I won some money. So yay, 2016. I am looking forward to 2017, though. I really want to go on a holiday. Where should I go? Has anyone been anywhere that they recommend? Because I'm really up for recommendations. I want to do Japan, and I also want to do Thailand. But um, as I look down at my stomach, I just I don't like taking my shirt off. <gasps> Speaking of taking my shirt off, oh, my God. I'll have to do this for the next podcast because this is just, this is like, just I'm going to hook you in. Something to do with. The keywords in this are nudes and leaked online. All right. I'm going to talk more about nudes leaked online in my next podcast. But right now, I wanted to chat about uh, getting on a plane. So I, I flew to Sydney to see my family over Christmas and I'm, I'm not a great flyer. I'm really not. Like I hate it. Uh, I get really nervous. I have to be at the airport. So save my flight. So our flight to go home from Melbourne, I flew with my brother. My poor brother had to put up with me. Uh, our flight was at 7.40 and I got us to the airport at 5.30, <laughs> which I still thought was a little bit late because, I, 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 one, I'm terrible that I'm going to miss it. 
the airport makes me so anxious. But if I'm not at the airport, I get even more anxious. Um, just like when you think about it, what is a plane? It is when people say it's a tin can, it's a fucking tin can. It's a little, it's like it's supposed to be light. So they've made it out of tin cans and then coated it in some carbon fiber. It's tin cans and carbon fiber in the air with 600 people on board. How physically, how is it possible? I know you get lift, you get wind, but come on, a plane is so heavy. How can the wind just lift it up? It just doesn't make sense to me. And the amount of aircraft investigations I watch, this is a problem. Air crash investigation is like one of my favourite TV shows. It's just so fascinating. And, And weirdly enough, it has almost reduced my fear because I can sort of uh, look at the issues and be reassured that, you know, turbulence doesn't cause accidents. It's just dodgy mechanics. Again, it doesn't really help when, uh, but any, uh, I just, it's just a fascinating show. It's just so fascinating and also scary because one tiny little thing contributes to, you know, 500 deaths. It's also sad, but very fascinating. So uh, I, I watch it. I choose to watch it. I, I do put a ban on air crash investigation before I fly, uh, like a, f- a week before. Um, otherwise, I, I'm anxious for the next seven days. But so we got to the airport and I refused to fly Tiger. Now, Tiger Air, from all accounts, I've never flown it, is the most budget you can go in Australia. And that just terrifies me. Um, I'll do the relatively budget, like Virgin and Jetstar are the two that sort of a little bit a bit, bit above Tiger. And then you've got the good one, which is Qantas. Now, Qantas is the reputable one, never had an accident, all good. Neither has Virgin or Jetstar, but Qantas has been around 20 years more. And so I prefer to fly Qantas, but it's so expensive. Oh, I can afford it now. <laughs> I'm so relatable and wealthy. Uh, oh, God, now, again, I've forgotten what I was talking about. Does any doctor like brain doctor, listen to this podcast. Of course you don't. You've got better things to do. But like, I just, I'm really concerned about my memory. I could go and see a doctor, but you know, again, too lazy for that. And then I forget about going to see a doctor because I forget I've got terrible memory loss. Um, I was talking about a plane. Oh, Tigerette. So I'm going for my 30th, I'm going to Tasmania, which is, you know, uh, I'm explaining this because I have a couple of American listeners and everyone in Australia knows where Tasmania is. <coughs> no, they don't. We never include it on a map, poor Tassie. It's right down. It's a little island on, on the south uh, of Australia and uh, they bought it for my 30th. Very grateful because they're retired and can't afford it. Um, they'll probably expect me to pay for it now. Uh, and uh, Dad booked Tiger. He booked Tiger! Oh, I'm thinking about just, oh, well, now I can. I might just pay and change it, but I can't, like, it just, I just get too terrified. I just, I'm too scared to fly on, on Tiger because I don't know I, uh, if, if any plane is going to crash, it's going to be Tiger and it's going to be the one I'm on. You know, knowing my luck, I have a great win over here and then, oh, my plane crashes, up, oh, I'm dead. And I get really sweaty. And I have a nervous pain. Like, I'll get a pain in my hand when I know I'm truly nervous. I don't know. Do you have the same sort of twitchy thing? You know, when you're nervous, there's just something that happens and you go, I'm actually nervous. Like, you can be nervous and be like, oh, I'm sweating. I'm nervous. I'm meeting a hot date. Uh, I don't get nervous. I get erect. 
Oh, that was a bit confronting. I don't. All right? I do. I'm really keen. I'm literally like, let's skip dinner and just go to the after bit. Um, like I don't get a sore hand. <laughs> I don't get a pain in my hand when I'm nervous, like going on a date nervous. <laughs> and by date, I mean sex. But, um, for example, flying, I get this nervous pain, like right in the palm of my hand. And before I, before I used to do the swimming carnival at high school, oh my God, my hand was like throbbing. It was so sore because when I get nervous, I get this pain. So every time I fly, I get this nervous pain and that nervous pain is almost like, it, it almost tells me, Christian, you're nervous. And I'm like, I know I'm nervous. I don't know. Ah! And then I get even more nervous and I start freaking out and, Hold on, I've written a few things down because I was flying on the plane and I said, oh, these are the things that, oh, seat allocation. I've written down, terrified of flying, seat allocation. So seat allocation for those that are afraid of flying is so important because you've got to pick your seat and you, you like, I have, a, I have a, like a, a spot in the plane that's my spot that I feel safe in. Makes no sense, but as a terrified flyer, I feel safest at right at the very back row on a window seat, um, right at the back. And I know that's probably not the safest part and it's also the most bumpiest part, but for some reason I love sitting in that spot. And recently seat allocation costs you money. So I have to pay to, to sit where I want, which I do because I'm so scared. But on the way to Sydney, I didn't get the choice to change seats. And both times, I was lucky enough, I always sit in the emergency exit row. Now, being 170 centimetres, I don't need the leg room. I need the width. I don't need leg room. Um, and so on the way from Melbourne to Sydney, I sat in seat 1A. Now, I thought, okay, up the front of the plane is is a good spot to be in. It's great because apparently it's the least bumpy. It's great. It's fine. No. No, you were wrong. It's not. It was the worst. It was by far, I would have rather have sat in two and beyond, anywhere but one. So when you're at one, you see everything. You see the um, hostess, uh, the, all the issues they're having. You can hear it when she talks to the other hosties and the pilot. Um, you can see the concerned look on their faces. You can also see the pilots when they come in and out. And you're like, why are you going to the bathroom? Who's flying the plane? Oh, up the back. I see none of that. I'm oblivious and I want to remain oblivious. Okay. Also, when you're in seat 1A, it feels like you, you're you're higher than everyone else. So as you take off, like you just you just get the sense that, like you're at the front of a roller coaster. So when you're at the back, you're at the lowest point when it's going up. But when you're at the front, you're at the highest. So even though we were on the same angle and, you know, we're just freaking kilometres above the sky, I felt the most vulnerable. Like I couldn't oh, – so hard to explain. Like if the plane was to fall apart, every chaotic thing would happen behind me and I couldn't see it. <gasps> Terrified. Oh, I thought about that. I was like, what happens if the plane breaks in half? I can't see what's going on. No, at the back, I can see everything. I can see who's dying, where the issues are, and what I need to do to save myself. I don't care about anyone else. I'm so scared. So, okay, we're in 1A, and there are other noises. So at the back, I know all the noises. I know what that like clicking means. I know what that uh, sound means. I know everything. I know what the engine's supposed to be like. And that's because every time I've flown, I've picked my seat at the back. So I just, I get everything. You get served the food last. I don't care. It's fine. You don't have to deal with people behind you. It's great. Like it's literally the best spot of the plane. Up the front, 
there's a whole bunch of different noises. And for someone who is so fidgety and nervous as me, I'm literally restraining my fingers from pushing the um, flight attendant button to be like, excuse, hi, oh my God, uh, great flight. Just want to let you know, I don't know what that clicking noise means. It's scaring me. Make it stop. Like, oh, I, the, the amount of times I wanted to like bing the hostess and be like, hi, how are you? That, yeah, there's another noise now. It's just making a funny like sound and it, I feel like we're going to die. So can you reassure me? I was good. I restrained myself. And then I just, you try and sleep. Oh, I tried to sleep. So I forgot my headphones. Ugh. And you're trying to sleep and you just, all you, all you can think about is what's that noise? Oh my God. What does that mean? <gasps> what the hell is, what is that? Oh my God. Is that normal? And everything's fine. And then you come to land and landing at the back is great because the back, you touch down first when you're on the back, the back of the plane, the wheels hit the ground. And then I, I just don't even know what happens at the front. I don't even care. But no, when you're at the front, you touch down very much long after the back is touched down, which is also so goddamn frightening. So you hear this. It's what you hear at the front. As you're going in. And then you hear. And that's the back. And I'm like, oh, God. And, but you're still up in the air. You can look out the window and you're still like, oh, I'm a good 20 metres from the floor. And then you just, I'm like, oh, and then you hear the, as the plane's coming in, you're like, oh, God, that we haven't touched the ground yet. And then I'm like, the, the tip of the plane goes so slowly toward the ground. And I'm like, please touch the ground. And then you get this. And you shake. And I'm literally like, brace positions, brace positions, brace for impact. And I'm leaning up, like I'm grabbing my knees because there's no seat in front of me. And for a fat person, like if I try and grab my knees now, I can't do it. My stomach prevents me from bending any, like I can't even bend forward. Oh, <sighs> it was so scary. I just, I, don't, I can't convey the level of fear. And anyway, I get off the plane and um, my brother, who was on the flight with me, we couldn't get seats together, which I thank God because he would have been mortified and embarrassed for me. Like, and I would have, I would have cried if he was there. I would have been like, Tim, I think we're gonna die. <laughs> also, I got the egg one. I didn't want the egg one. I wanted the chocolate one. Can you, can you swap with me when you get the cookies, free cookies? Um. So, moral of the story is, I'm terrified of flying, and I'll only sit at the back. Great, great story. Hold on. I may have written some other notes. I may have written other Oh, for the love of fucking Christ. Oh, I've written down this note and it, oh, I was so pissed off. Oh, come on. Okay, so the plane finished. It, it lands, uh, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, we have touched down in Sydney where the current temperature is 308 degrees and it's really humid and gross. Welcome to Sydney. And then she's like, please remain seated until the captain has switched off the seatbelt sign. And you start to hear people click. And I literally want to go, hi, excuse me, do not undo your seatbelt. Did you know a plane could come out of nowhere and crash into us and you'd all die? But I wouldn't because I'm wearing my seatbelt. True, a plane could be coming in on the runway and it could veer off and hit us. And if you're not wearing a seatbelt, you could die. So do not take your seatbelt off. <sighs> but I didn't stand up and do that. Instead, I just like looked around like, oh, who are you people? The captain obviously hasn't switched off the seatbelt sign. <sighs> and then, um, okay, so she does that. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if your phone is within reach, you may now switch it to air, uh, you may now switch off aeroplane mode. So everyone switches off aeroplane mode. And then it's like the collective, all the messages come at once. So ding, 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 and everything's beeping and going on. And then it settles down because you put your phone on silent. Because any respectable human would put their phone on silent. Oh, God, all the messages coming through. I don't need to be alerted to that fact because I know because I'm holding and looking at my phone. There was this one lady behind me and I wanted to turn around and just... I don't know, just kick her in the face and be like, seriously, she was young. Oh, like she was, you know, I don't know, in her 30s. And she had Facebook Messenger, but she didn't have her phone on silent. No, she had it on full volume and she wasn't messaging someone. And every time she got a message, it would, it would go ding. I wonder if I've got the sound effect. Hold on. Let me see. Um, where's the keyboard? And it kept. Dinging! Oh, I just wanted to tell her to shut up, you annoying piece of horse shit. That's what I wanted to say. Okay, here's a ding sound effect. What's that? Oh, shit. Hold on, hold on. I've got to turn it on. Ding. Maestro 2. Oh. So this is what it was like. Let me load up this machine. So I'm just, again, if you're unfamiliar, I work at a radio station and I'm currently in a radio booth looking at a lot of buttons that have sound effects. So we're sitting um, waiting to get off the plane. And you know when you, like, that's the worst part of it. Everyone stands up at the same time. And I want to go to you. Guys, when have we ever just walked off the plane? We haven't, have we? So why don't you sit down and you just wait? Why does everyone need to stand up? If you want to stretch, great. But they don't. Like, everyone just stands up and then they're like, oh, we need to get off. Mate, the doors aren't open. We'll just sit the wrong down. And then they stand up for 20 minutes while, while the, the people who do the door things try and open the bloody doors. And while that was going on, this woman was standing above my chair, like leaning on the back of my chair with her phone out. So it was like literally above my head. And all I could hear was the following. And then you hear, as she's typing. And I wanted, I, I was, I, I turned around. Oh my God. So I'm like, <laughs> at this stage, I was ready to just grab the phone and throw it somewhere. Stupid woman. And I, I turn around and I'm like, oh, that's right in my ear. And she's like, oh, what? I'm like, I'm sorry, what do you mean what? You're looking at Facebook Messenger. You do not need to be alerted to the fact you're getting messages. The alert is there if your phone is on the other side of the room. <coughs> oh, my God, I just almost killed myself complaining. Oh, give me one second. I'm so passionate about this. I almost died. Hold on, I've got some coffee here. I've got to finish this rant or I won't feel satisfied. I wanted to say to her, your phone is in your fucking hand, you moron, horrible, annoying woman. Ding, ding. <sighs> Seriously, PSA announcement. Oh, wait, no, public service announcement. Oh, oh, well, no, I mean PSA. 
Put your phone on silent. It is a privilege to have your phone on normal volume. Okay, when you're in a room, you don't need your phone on normal volume. When your phone's in your pocket, you don't need your phone on normal volume. It vibrates, okay? If you're outside in public, you can put your phone on loud, right? Because it's noisy outside. If you're at work, you put your phone on soft or silent because I don't give Four shits whether you get a phone call. I never have my phone on loud. Never. Not even when I'm outside. I never have my phone on loud. I mean, maybe I don't get any calls because I have no friends. Partly why. But I don't know. If, if it's that important, they'll call me until I pick up the phone. Or they'll send me a goddamn text. I hate people who call and you don't... Who's this number? And they don't send a text. Oh, I'm not calling you back, mate. Send a text so I know what it's about and who you are. Wow. Really, I'm just so bitter. Even with a great lottery win, I don't care. I'm still a bitter, twisted human being. And a happy new year to you all. Oh, my God. Abba, have a happy new year song. Wait. Abba. A-B-B-A. Um, oh, no. I don't think they have it in the system. Hold on, hold on. Oh, they don't. Oh, what's, oh God, I love this one. Hold on, I'm just going to play I don't even know if I'm allowed to play it. Copyright reasons. Let's just, I'll just fade this out. Oh, God, isn't this gorgeous? It's gorgeous. Oops. I'm nothing special. In fact, I'm a bit of a bore. Oh my god, I can't play like more than six seconds at a time. I'll just fade it up when it gets to the. And we say. Oh, what is it? I get flagged if I play this content. So hold on. Sorry. Feel free to just tune out now. Have a happy new year. I just want to sing out with this. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Oh, now we don't. Go turn it down. Okay. Here we go. Have a great new year. And we say, sing everyone, thank you for the music, for the songs you're singing. Thanks for all the joy you're bringing. Who can live without it? I have to, in all honesty, what would life be without a song or death? What are we? I say, 